Welcome back to the United Pubcast, Manchester United 3, Bournemouth 0. Larry, it is 2023, but that's something that just rolls off the tongue like it's the early 2000s. We just rock up to a team towards the bottom of the table, 3-0, get the job done, climb a spot on the ladder. Well, I think we not maybe not climb a spot, but we edge a little bit closer after Arsenal and Newcastle's draw. And um, standard as usual, exactly what I wanted to see this morning. 100% Tom and good morning to anyone listening and watching this video the, the most impressive thing of this performance professional I was having this reflection toward the end of the game and I thought this is the first time in a very long time you're going into a game particularly at Old Trafford where you're feeling like the, the results are already in the bag before the, the teams line up uh, and full credit to Ten Hag and the players he's done a wonderful job to fill us with such confidence to make us feel like you know what it's going to be three points today let's just see who impresses on the day I take the interesting point in regards to that and we're going to get into starting 11s but the starting 11 caused some I wouldn't say controversy but a lot of discussion and some people will probably be outraged because they wanted to and others had genuine concerns but ultimately you go in there with a supposed weakened team especially in that back four area but still, my confidence never. Now, some people are going, oh, my God, we're going to lose. Maguire's going to score three own goals. But I was never never in doubt in regards to I did feel confident now a couple of weeks ago that my confidence might have been different when I saw that back four. But ultimately, that was a team against, if only going to Solskjaer was sweating that back four out. We're thinking, hang on, what's happening here? Same old, same old. Ultimately, Eric Ten Hag puts that out, and the, the confidence he's instilled in the players and the fan base, I was thinking, yep, we'll rock up, get the job done. Now, ultimately, it was Bournemouth at home. Uh, standard, but... Yeah, Eric Ten Hag and the players need full full credit for me. 100%. Let's talk about the key performers. Uh, Tom, Casemiro. want to start on him. I don't know where United would be without this guy. And actually, I want to say that how do we replace him? I think that now, if, I, if I'm looking at the summer, I think everyone's talking about a striker, which I understand it's the most immediate focus. If you're Eric Ten Hag, you need to think if anything happens to Casemiro, there isn't anything to come in that even comes close to the level of quality he has. I think United need to prioritize a good defensive midfielder. Now, whether that's a young player who can be happy to come in and out of the team or not, I think would probably be the preference, but we need some depth in that position because I think how good he is, that the thought of our team without him is terrifying to think about. He was class. I was actually thinking at the start of the game, I was thinking, oh, God, and not that he's having a bad game, but a little bit sloppy. And I thought, oh, God, maybe not sort of Casemiro is the best performance, then pops up with a nice little finish. So um, Casemiro definitely proved, well, not proved me wrong, but um, gladly sort of turned things around. Then ultimately you do see him take over the game. And again, we have to sort of caveat this with it was Bournemouth at home, but I do agree and sort of echo all your thoughts in regards to Casemiro. I'll just say good day to some people in the live chat and get all your thoughts in. Then we'll sort of crack on with starting 11s, one or two talking points. And then obviously finish with a three, two, one. So make sure you get your three, two, one votes in. Don't forget our massive announcement, on. Tom. Got something to announce at the end of this video. Yeah, no, we'll say that at the end. But all things Manchester United football at the moment. George, good to see you, mate. Good win, lads. Uh, good win, lads. Casemiro and Shaw were class today. Need a striker, not getting enough goals. We'll get into Anthony Martial. That was interesting. Elliot, good to see you, mate. Shaw, man of the match. Maguire was terrible. Getting to Maguire, I think. It was fine, but it wasn't for it was our third, it was our second choice back four. We'll get into that, but um, I don't think he was terrible. But a lot of people will believe that. I'm not going to sort of argue with anyone's opinion on that. Um, Tom here, sure was class man of the match for me, and Hamza Rashford on fire. Casemiro best team in the world. I wouldn't even go Casemiro best team in the world. I'd just say best midfielder in the world because he's doing everything. He's scoring goals. He's running the play. He's tackling. He's doing everything. And Ashby, good to see. Morning, lads. Only got the last 25 minutes. Game 71. Third goal was a bonus. Definitely. Here, yeah, I was thinking sort of we've got a Peter out in a 2-0 um, sort of display. But obviously, that third goal, a bit of a cherry on the cake, which was good. Larry, 
We'll start at the back four. De Gea ended up having a very good game at the end of it. One or two big saves towards the end. I wouldn't say important saves, but big ones. But we'll start at that back four. It was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, not to criticise Solskjaer. Obviously, no one loves him more than me. But that was a Solskjaer back four. One Bissaka, Luke Shaw and Maguire and Lindelof. Maguire and Lindelof. It wasn't Verona Martinez because Verona Martinez are two of the, arguably the best centre-backs in the world and our first choice. So obviously there is going to be a drop-off. However, I would say that performance doesn't change with Verona Martinez. I think the the sort of shortfalls in that game were Anthony Marshall maybe a little bit sloppy, Rashford a little bit sloppy, Ericsson maybe Bruno Fernandes picking one or two passes. I don't think the performance changes in regards to the way we go score goals and perform. With Verano Martinez, yeah, it could possibly be a little bit better, of course. Maguire and Lindelof didn't put 10 out of 10 performances in, but I think it is what is, we win 3 0 without uh, Maguire and Lindelof as well. I'm just thinking ultimately they got the job done. Yeah, a little bit sloppy. There's going to be a drop off. They're not as good as Verano Martinez, but ultimately I'm not going to crucify them for it. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't crucify them. Uh, I, I will say that the massive drop off is the quality on the ball. I think Lindelof is actually quite progressive, and I think he moves the ball fairly well. Maguire tends to dawdle a little bit, but you know who I think that a name you didn't mention there? When Delow came on, I saw a massive quality difference with Wambasaka. It's really interesting. Sometimes when a player isn't on the field, it's when you notice. Um, so I think now if I look at Wambasaka's performance prior to Delow coming on, I'd say actually decent. Made his tackles, covered well, decent enough with the ball. But when Delow comes on, different speed. The ball's progressing forward much quicker. And I think that's where I look at, okay, Delo's clearly still far and beyond a better option than Wambasaka. And I'll almost use the, that same analogy with Maguire. I think Maguire just dawdles on the ball a little bit too much. I'd like to see him progress it a little bit quicker. I don't think it's an ability thing. I think uh, Maguire's confidence is still being a bit rebuilt. And because of that, he's probably a little bit more cautious uh, than, say, Verano Martinez would be. But I agree with you. I think it was a professional performance. No brilliance out of the defensive players outside of Luke Shaw, who I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, no pun intended there, but sol solid performance. When, when amazing, don't demand a starting 11 spot, but can't be too critical either. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree there. Box here with a point, which we'll bring up a little bit later. We're not getting it carried away, but you do look at the Arsenal result and you think, oh, the, the drop points there, and we're one step closer to Newcastle. I've got the Manchester Derby, but I've got Man United, Man United title challenge. And Tom, with a good point here, the reason there is confidence, even with the Ollie back four, is because the midfield is really strong. Under Ollie, it was Scott McTominay and Fred, which exposed the defence a lot with this midfield defence is at its ease. That's where I do think Casemiro. Ultimately, I thought, not sloppy, but I thought, oh, maybe not having the game he's sort of, we, we expect, especially against a team like Bournemouth. But then I was thinking the things that he's doing that we might not be seeing. And that's protection. That is filling the team with confidence, especially at that back four. But we'll move forward. And Donny van der Beek, interesting. I really, look, I did a video a couple of weeks ago, and Donny van der Beek is done at Manchester United. I like him, but his career is done at Old Trafford. It's not going to happen for him. Move him on. Last couple of weeks, or post-World Cup, really, uh, Eric Ten Hag has maybe sort of shown a little bit of faith in him and sort of given him one last chance. Now, when he was put in his start in 11, I, I was shocked. But then I also saw we've had a debate when we see Fred coming on or Donny van der Beek coming on, we kind of roll our eyes thinking, this isn't to the future. We should be doing something else. But when I did see Donny van der Beek in that start in 11, it gave me not excitement, but I said, okay, Eric Ten Hag's given him, I wouldn't say it's like a last chance to win, like a cup final, you have to perform to save your Man United career. But I kind of felt like they said, okay, I've given you one or two games, you've come on, you've done your job. I want to give you 90 minutes at home against a team you can sort of go out and dominate. If you go and sort of put a, your best foot forward and put a positive display in, you're in my plans. Unfortunately, the game sort of passed him by, a very Donny van der Beek-like performance and ultimately kind of sums up his time at Manchester United. 
picked up an injury and potentially a serious injury. Fingers crossed it is okay. It does look like a bit of a, a knee strain. So, look, he might save himself in regards to injury, in regards to state at Manchester. You know, we won't be able to sell him now. Exactly what I was thinking. But um, Donny van der Beek, did you see? Did you have that feeling in regards to Eric Ten Hag was sort of is showing more faith in him and really gave him a chance to sort of display his sort of qualities? Or it well, was yeah, just absolutely. rotation. I mean, he started him, and after what's been a really subpar period for Donny, he's he's come on. He, he started a couple of games as well following the break, and he hasn't looked good. Uh, even prior to the break, he was getting a decent amount of game time. I won't say a plethora of game time, but hasn't made an impact of note. Um, Donny's biggest impact at Manchester United has been that by his his cults on Twitter, to be honest with you. And, and ultimately, I look at his performance and I'm not impressed by anything he does. Uh, Tom made the comment here. Um, he thought Donny was having a good game until he walked off. I thought he was synonymous. He, he, Sorry, anonymous. I, I, I should thought, say. I thought he was. I thought he was quite. I thought he, quite, he, I thought he played well. It was just quite. He didn't do enough. And is that through him not going to get the ball? Is that the team not playing to him? I, th- I think it was maybe a little bit of a combination of both. I don't think he made any mistakes. I thought he was strong in the tackle. He was, he was solid. Himself about. He was solid, but I think that when you look at where Donny is at the moment, is solid good enough? I think if Casemiro puts in a five out of ten, you give him a pass because he's actually eight out of ten on most weeks. Donny gives you four out of tens, five out of tens every time he plays. I, I need to see more from Donny van der Beek. I need to see you demand to be chosen every week and demand to be in the manager's plans. He hasn't done it. He's been here for three years and he's failed to take his opportunity. You- he went to Everton. He failed there. He's come back to United. He's had an opportunity at United. He's stinking up the joint. I wouldn't say. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's stinking up the joint. Would you well, go along the lines of... No, no, his performance, he's not... He's so safe that he doesn't he, – he's so safe in how he plays where he'll either hide from the ball or he doesn't get involved enough. Oh, no, 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 no Donny van der Beek. He can't be no, embarrassing, right? No, no, look, look, that's wrong in regards to – no no bigger fan of Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay hid from the ball. Donny van der Beek never hides from the ball. He, he, he definitely wants that. I don't agree with that at all. But in regards to – I would say stinking up the joint Harry Maguire's form. And look, I like Harry Maguire as well. Harry Maguire's form – last season that was stinking up the joint donny van der Beek's not doing that he's not having horrible performances he's just not having performances like he's just he's not playing bad he's just not doing enough i, I wouldn't say he's playing bad like he's just he's not getting in the game and that could be donny van der Beek. He, he needs to do more to get into the game 100 of course and that is a huge part of a performance but he's not getting the ball and losing it or so scoring own goals and i understand like, but we, we know donny's got a first touch look maybe i'm overcritical. i just think from the player I saw at Ajax, who I thought is a very good player at Ajax, not seeing anything like that player at Manchester United. And you know what? If this is a long-term injury, he might have saved his United career because I think if he's fit, I'll be amazed if he's at Manchester United in the summer. All fit, all happy, all on a long-term five-year contract. Scott McTominay, Fred, Donny van der Beek. Um, Christian Eriksen's out. Who partners Bruno Fernandez and It'd Casemiro. actually be Fred at the moment. It'd be Fred at the moment. Yeah, interesting. Well, obviously Fred came off the bench as well again for Eriksen. McTominay was back on the bench after his illness. There's a few in the live chat, which is good to see. Um, if you are happy with the three points, please do leave a like on the video. Make sure you subscribe if you're new. As Larry said, got a bit of an announcement later for maybe a special guest on tonight's podcast. But um, we'll get into three, two, ones in a little bit. But is there anything across the front three? Actually, I'll bring it to you. Obviously, a big fan of Anthony Marshall yourself, and I am a fan as well. But yeah, needed a goal, needed a performance, didn't give it. 
He should have had at least one today. Uh, I'll tell you what on Anthony Martial. So about 12 months ago, for anyone who's new, this Christmas tree stayed up until one Mata scored. I think I need to bring back the omen, Tom. The Christmas tree doesn't go down until Tony Marshall scores. Uh, he got himself in good opportunities, and that's where I would be more concerned as a striker. So the criticism we just had of Donny doesn't get involved enough. The thing that I'm pleased about with Martial, he's getting in himself in a good positions. He's getting himself, his head on the end of the ball. He's getting his foot on the end of opportunities. He's just not finishing. I'm actually pleased he's creating the opportunities. It means his positional play is right. And once he scores one, I'm confident he'll score a few more. I think it's just the confidence thing. Uh, so, I'm, I, yes, he should have scored today, but I'm I'm willing to write it out with Martial. I thought his link-up play was was really good. There was one ball uh, out to Rashford. When Rashford was on the right in the second half, I thought, prototype number nine, Martial. That's brilliant. He's doing everything else except scoring, and that's what you want to see from your striker when they're going through a bit of a, a barrel spell. Look, look, there, there is that. I don't disagree. And look, 100%. He just needed that goal. He just needed that goal to remind people he, just that, that he is that striker. Remind Eric Ten Hag, because Manchester United are no doubt in for a striker. And um, is that going to hurt his career? Not hurt his career, but hurt his sort of sort of future time under Eric Ten Hag? Uh, potentially. Uh, it was a big chance. And if it comes in a nil-nil draw and we don't get that goal, obviously we'll have a different discussion about his finishing. At the moment, we're saying, oh, okay, there were pros and cons to his game. Uh, when we do win 3-0, but... Let me defend him for a moment. If you remember Robin Van Persie's first season at Manchester United, I think he went something like nine games without scoring. Mm -hmm. There was a good barrel spell January, February. And it, and the way Martial's playing at the moment kind of reminds me of that. It was getting on the end of opportunities, just not finishing. No one questioned Van Persie's class. I know it's a different... Look, there's a different calibre of striker here. I, I respect that. Van Persie is a better striker than Anthony Martial is. Absolutely. But my point is... Again, I come back to the point. When, when, it, when uh, Let me give you another example. Romelu Lukaku. When Lukaku wasn't scoring, he literally offered nothing to the team. He didn't have good build-up play. He didn't have a good first touch. He didn't get involved or bring other players into the game. When Martial doesn't score, he's still linking up the play. He's still good back to goal. He's still got a strong pass. He's getting himself in between defenders. So I look at that and I say, you know what? I, I can ride this out because if we look at the form in what Martial produced at the start of the season, granted in limited patches, um, we saw the absolute ceiling that this guy has. He's got lots of ability, and I think we, we need to give him an opportunity. Tom saying, I sound... Do not compare Nunes and Martial. Well, when you, mentioned, when you mentioned Lukaku, when you mentioned Lukaku, the first thing that sprung to mind was Nunes. But, um, oh, look, obviously, look, I'm a fan of Martial. Obviously, you're a big fan of Martial, so you will see the positives, and there are positives, 100%, especially the way we play. I just thought that chance... Not even it was bad that he missed. It was just what could have been. He just just for his confidence, he just needed. I was disappointed more so in that rather than his actual output. I was just more disappointed for him. That was a shame. But back to our early discussion about midfield before we move on. But Prem with a shout here in regards to that midfield, Fred Erickson or Fred McTominay, Donny van der Beek, Zidane. I want to see him. I do want to see him against Charlton. I think um, George makes a point here. Fernandez is out against Charlton. Would like to see who starts. I would play Iqbal. Now, ultimately, it's a big game. You want to get to a League Cup semi-final. Maybe it's a bit, bit too big, but I would like to see Ten Hag um, show a bit of faith in Zidane Iqbal. Now, before we move on to 3 2 ones later, we do have Shawberto Carlos returning at left back. Good. Very okay. good performance again. The goal reminded me, if anyone in the live chat remembers this goal, remember the time Berbatov scored five against Blackburn at Old Trafford? There was a goal, I think, Berbatov and Evra had the ball down in the left-hand corner where Shaw, where Shaw got the ball, played one or two flicks and tricks and switched it out to Nani on the right-hand side. Ball came back to Berbatov. I think it was his fifth goal in that game. 
It reminded me of that goal. Shaw gets the ball in the left-back position, drives through. The ball works out nicely to, was it Ganacho? Bruno and Ganacho on the right-hand side, and it comes back in. And ultimately, Luke Shaw on his right foot, neat finish. Oh, it was a brilliant finish. When you consider he's a left-footed left-back, that was a striker goal. I, I tweeted at the time, stop the striker search. We found our answer in Luke Shaw. What a brilliant finish. It was, it was a poacher's instinct goal, wasn't it? Right, relative. I'm taking bottom nothing away. It's a relatively easy finish. I'm taking nothing away. It's a great goal. Get out of here. You, you it's say it's an easy finish. If that was Fred on the end of that ball, that ball, I, I'm telling you, I'll get the ball from Manchester to Sydney Airport. Luke Shaw, great finish. Brilliant performance. Oh, yeah. He's no, no, ball to Bruno for Rashford's goal as well. Yeah. Shaw had a hell of a game. Uh, just the final pass at the end where it was just a little bit sloppy in possession, handing it over lazily to Bournemouth. But other than that, Defensively good, keeps a clean sheet, gets a goal, gets a, a key pass in that leads to a goal. Brilliant performance by Luke Shaw. And with all due respect to Malassia, in preseason we said Malassia should probably replace Luke Shaw. Good luck finding anyone who's got that opinion now. Luke Shaw, absolutely brilliant performance. And if he keeps it up, he's going to curse me here, Luke Shaw. At his best, Tom, there's not many best, better fullbacks in, in, in the world, to be honest. No, uh, with Luke Shaw, I want to give him praise, of course. I think I wouldn't say the main praise, but again, I think this is with so so much of the improvement, both as a collective and individuals, has to go to Eric Ten Harbour. I think he has taken his game to another level. We've seen that with Rashford and the like. So um, fair play to Eric Ten Hag now. Obviously, Casemiro with the goal, Luke Shaw with the goal, and Rashford with the goal. Before we get into 3 2 ones, are there any sort of talking points of the game you want to bring up or just ready to crack on with the 3 2 ones? 3 2 ones, baby. Let's bring it on. All right, let's go. Well, Eddie here with a shout here. This is a good performance from um, United State. Definitely agree with that, Eddie. And Prem here, um, Shaw can probably extend his career by playing centre-back when he gets older too. Just need to avoid injuries. Well, yeah, he displayed. He has that in his locker. So that's maybe a discussion for another day. But three, two, one. There is over 50 in the live chat. So please do leave a like on the video. They very much appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button. Um, we'll definitely love that on this positive morning here in Sydney. But Larry, three, two, ones. And if anyone is new to the channel and doesn't understand our three, two, one votes, what we do, we do three, two, ones um, for every game, win, lose, or draw. Three points for the just the biggest impact. The, the man, not, not so much the man of the match. It might be the best performance, or might be someone scores a winner in a one nil, or David Ayer comes up big. Whoever's the most important, um, most pivotal person in that match um, gets the three points, two points, and one point, so on. So Larry, I'll throw the floor to you and everyone in the live chat. Three points. Interesting chat. Oh, Casemiro springs to mind, but um, is there anyone else um, you want to sort of put a case forward for? It's between Casemiro and Luke Shaw. I could easily make the case for Luke Shaw because he scores the goal, again, involved in the build-up play to Rashford's goal, but I can't go past Casemiro, Tom. I think I think Casemiro is brilliant, you know. Uh, this, Like I said, at the start of the video, he's irreplaceable. Shaw's e it's easy to give Shaw the credit. And look, if you say three points to Shaw, I'm not going to argue with you. But I, I think Casemiro was absolutely brilliant. He pulls the strings. He's got a long pass in him, a short pass in him. He knows when to slow the game down. He knows when to, when to increase the speed. And let's not forget, Casemiro scored a goal today. Well, everything so, you said about Shaw, you could, you could forward to Casemiro. 100%. So for me, it's Casemiro. Uh, I think a lot, I know people look at a clean sheet and give credit to the defense. Uh, someone made the comment earlier, uh, the biggest improvement is is the midfield. Uh, and, and I think because of that, um, it, it has to be Casemiro. I think he's a major part of why Lindelof and Maguire are being spared their blushes a little bit. 
Yeah, no, hard to argue. A lot of people saying Shaw and Casemiro, Tom here, Shaw, Casemiro and Ericsson. So I think, look, we'll go and Elliot also, Luke Shaw for three points, Casemiro for two. And look, David De Gea did come up big. Look, I'll, I'll probably avoid, I'll stay away from David De Gea, but ultimately if those saves come at nil-nil, I might be having a different discussion and agreeing with Elliot. I thought David De Gea big saves towards the end. So um, I think he does need credit. I'll say, yeah, I'll agree with Casemiro for three. Let's go Shaw for two points. Then that does open the floor up for one point. Um, a few shouts of Christian Eriksen, David De Gea. Ultimately, it was a good performance, 3-0, but in regards to individual performances, those ones are the ones that really stood out. There was no one really else. Um, do you want to throw Marcus Rashford in there? Obviously looked a threat, uh, maybe a little bit sort of lacklustre in the final third. Obviously got the goal, but in terms of maybe not enough for a point, but um, one point, who are you thinking? Difficult one. Um, I mean, you could look at the defence and say clean sheet was kept. Uh, I, I thought Wan-Bissaka Wan had another good game. I know. Yeah, I know I mean, you said. That, I know you said the differences. Problems. Obviously, there are differences, clear differences between him and Diego Delo. But ultimately, just the the whole perception and the narrative around Aaron Bissaka, I'm just full of praise for him at the moment. Whether that means his future is at United or not, that's a discussion for another day. But I think he's performing extremely well. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. And look, he, he played the majority of the game and he keeps a clean sheet. Um, in terms of his impact, is it there? Not. I'm not too sure. I could see one, but look, one Basaka or De Gea, flip a coin. I'm happy to give it a one Basaka. I think one point for one Basaka, um, and I think that that would be a fair result. And and credit to him, you know, I actually think we've now got a backup. If if one Basaka is the backup to Delo for the rest of the season, I'm not I'm not too disgruntled now. I think he's put in enough to say, yeah, this guy can deputise for sure. No, definitely. Well, look, flip the coin. I'm hearing opinions in the live chat. Um, George is also Christian Eriksen. I'm split. The, the three names to me, Rashford got a goal. Obviously, the three goal scorers. Do you, do you want to do it that way? It was a tap-in. It was a tap-in yeah, for Rashford. It was a tap-in, but then ultimately, Elliot makes a point, David De Gea. The more I think about it, the, the, they are bigger saves. Then obviously, one Basaga had a, a solid enough with all due respect, the, the, the last save he made, it was a bit theatrical. I mean, Actually, to, Gea, to be fair, I only really saw the replay. I wasn't really watching too closely at the time. I was um, cooking pancakes at the time or putting the pancakes away. It was so, in um, the middle of the I was in and out of the kitchen. And De Gea, like, I love De Gea, and this isn't to discredit anything that the Spaniard does, but... He does have quite a theatrical, uh, eye-catching style when it comes to saves. You know, he, he does the big dive with the opposite hands. Uh, and, and I think that can – it definitely passes the eye test. But I don't think it was – and he made one key save where he was one-on-one -on -one with the defender. And for that at close range, yeah, I'll give him credit for that save. But the, the one in the second half, the last save he made – it's all theatre for me. I, I, I'd I struggle to give it to De Gea. I, I, there was no save there where I say, you know what, world-class save. I thought he made a save that a Premier League goalkeeper should make. Um, so, you know, forgive me for having standards. Okay, we'll move forward. Uh, 3-0. Okay, Wan-Bissaka. We'll give him a point. And not just for the performance, I think, with Wan-Bissaka, I would agree. Just the, the feeling around him. His future, his career was done at Old Trafford. And I wouldn't say turn it around. For him to sort of put good performances in and contribute to three wins in a row, three clean sheets in a row, I think I think that I've got my stats right there. I think a fair play to him. So we'll go Casemiro, Shaw, and Juan Bissaka. Fingers crossed the attackers can get themselves some points next week against Everton at the um, FA Cup. If you are in Sydney, um, Scruffy Murphy's on Saturday morning, seven a.m. I'll be there um, with the Man United Supporters Club. We'll be watching the FA Cup. So if you are in Sydney, feel free to come down and join us at the pub. Um, breakfast kickoffs 
are always enjoyable, especially on a Saturday. A lot, of, a lot more people come down. Um, kids are welcome there. Obviously, it is at a pub, but um, Saturday morning, um, families are welcome. No issue with there. Um, but, Larry, any other talking points in regards to the game before we start to wrap up? Bruno Fernandez really poor game. I thought that was he was probably the disappointment for me. He he, he wasn't good. He wasn't. So I don't know. Like right, I know he came inside. I know he came inside when Donny Van der Baker just the right. I know he's. I know he's dangerous. And obviously, every ten hard ones dangerous. You place. know, I love Bruno, but I <laughs> no, no bigger fan than me. But I, I just. Yeah, playing through the middle. Now I understood and sort of respect Eric Ten Hag's decision to give Donny Van der Beek the chance. Of uh, I do, not at the expense of Bruno playing wide, wide on the right. I would have said maybe potentially not that I would want to drop Christian Eriksen because I love Christian Eriksen. I thought he played well again. I would have played drop Christian Eriksen and play Donny and Bruno in the middle rather than sort of play all four and push Bruno out wide. So it is one of those. Yeah, Bruno was. Bruno, I think if he popped up with a goal, would have a oh, Bruno performance. He got his goal. That's what he does. Ultimately, the goal isn't there today. And the the flaws in his performance are highlighted in that aspect. Yeah, I think that's fair. Look, I like Bruno. I think he will turn it around. I agree with you. I don't think he should have been sacrificed for Donny, for lack of a better term. But uh, nonetheless, look, Bruno will come. Overall, I think Bruno's had a really good season. I think he's playing a little bit different. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing the drop-off in terms of assists and goals. But all in all, I think he's played well. Not the best game today, but again, we have to remember these players are playing a lot of football at the moment. He's come off a World Cup. He's now playing every two, three days. So you're, you're going to get performances like today where maybe not every player is necessarily at their best, but if you get the three points, you have to be happy. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, ultimately, that is what it is. We can dissect these performances, and I think ultimately for a, I don't want to say subpar team or a bit of rotation team in regards to Eric Tenar resting a few legs, obviously Lissandro Martinez, Rafael Varane, et cetera, not involved. Well, Lissandro Martinez, nice to see him come on at the end. But um, ultimately, rotation, get the job done. I'm ultimately, very happy. We can be maybe a little bit overcritical in regards to the performance, and I feel both of us have been. Even when we're saying, I think, oh, hang on, we won 3-0 at home. Um, ultimately, we can only be pleased with that. So if you are happy with the performance and, more importantly, the result, please do leave a like on the video. Um, have a look at the table. It is fine viewing because, obviously, Arsenal and Newcastle did drop points. So, look, well, let's not talk title race, Larry. But um, if Arsenal lose their next game and Man United potentially beat Manchester City, I think City play Arsenal as well soon. Who knows what's going to happen? We can dream. Um, but those are discussions for another day. Now, later on tonight, um, about Larry will give us a time. We've got a special guest in. I'm sure everyone does know. Um, fine reporter, Manchester United correspondent from the Athletic, Laurie Whitwell, will be joining the podcast. Obviously, that would be a great name to have on, especially throughout the transfer window. Obviously, got his ear very close to the ground in regards to many things happening at Manchester United. So there is over 100 in the live chat. If you are excited for that, please do leave a like on the video. Larry, what time is Laurie joining us? We're joining you. Yeah, You'll be so, having a chat with him. Yeah, so uh, the video with Laurie will be live tonight at uh, 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So I believe that will actually be uh, 8.30 in the UK. Are we exactly 12 hours with the UK 9 9.30 in the morning in the UK. 9.30 in the morning UK. Hold on. Give me a second. Maybe I'm getting my times mixed up. Yeah, sorry. It'll be 9.30 a.m. UK time. So it'll be 8.30 p.m. here in Australia. So depending on where you are in the world, make sure you do tune in for that. Uh, got lots of questions to ask Laurie. He's obviously met Eric Ten Hag. As Tom alluded to, he's got some, might have some news on transfer. So we'll definitely be putting that to Laurie and um, with amongst a whole bunch of other things. It's going to be a great video, lots of talking points. So make sure you're subscribed. Hit that notification bell so you know when we go live. It's, it's going to be a treat and really looking forward to chatting to Laurie. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Larry will be hosting. I'll be in the live chat just having a chat with all of you. So do join us. 
in a little bit and probably about 11 hours time so make sure as i said you are subscribed hit that notification bell so when we do go live you do join us in the live chat and look perfect i love interviewing players larry and having sort of former players on but this time in regards to the january transfer window um, no better person to have on than someone who um, knows exactly what is going on behind the scenes. So it will be a fascinating insight. So I'm um, looking forward to that tonight. But um, more importantly at the moment, like, I'm just going to enjoy my day. Manchester United, three points, three goals. Um, in my opinion, we're third in the ladder. I know because we've, we've got a game in hand on Newcastle. So um, all, all aboard um, the number three today, which is very, very positive. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Happy, what day are we? I can't keep up with the day since the news started. Happy Wednesday, happy Tuesday if you're in the UK or anywhere else in the world because here in Australia we seem to be on the front foot all the time. Uh, but have a great day, everyone. If you, Again, if you're happy with the three points, hit that like video, hit that like on the video and we'll see you tonight with Laurie Whitwell. Definitely. Everyone have a good day and we'll chat to you soon. Cheers.